Welcome to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. This program is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Inglewood. Today on A Transforming Word. Everything you have is by grace, unmerited favor of God's goodness upon your life. But then we be harsh to other people, like we earned it, like we deserve what we got. And sometimes we need to all be reminded that everything I am is is the grace of God. Everything I have is because God is gracious. Everything I'm being gifted to do is because of God's grace. Your spiritual gifts are literally a grace from God. You haven't earned it. You didn't work for it. You ain't. God says grace. Boom, I gave you that gift. Grace. Boom, gave me that gift. My gifts don't make me anything. They're just grace. Growing up, we were always told we have to earn everything we have. Nothing is just given to us. From a worldly and materialistic point of view, that is very true. Nothing is free, and you have to work for everything you have or want. But, as Pastor Bill points out, it doesn't work that way from a Christian point of view. Everything you have that you don't deserve is because of God's grace. Even the things you have worked for are given to you because of God's grace. You cannot work to earn God's grace. It is freely given. Now, here's Pastor Bill in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 30, as he continues his message, coming back to God. And David said to him, can you take me down to this troop? Why? Because that's the troop that, the troop that burns Ziglag with fire is the troop that got his wives and everybody else's stuff. And so David asked him if he can take him down. And uh, the young man said, so he said, swear to me by God, that you will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hand of my master and I will take you down to this troop. So this this young man was a slave and he said, I'll I'll show you where, but promise me you're not going to turn me back over to him. He had already left me to die. So you promise me you're not going to turn me back over to him when we get there. And it says in verse 16, and when he had brought him down, there they were spread out all over the land, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil which they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. And so, again, I want you to imagine David and his men are taken by this this, uh, this Egyptian slave, and now they see all the men that ravage their stuff. I'm sure the wives and children are down there, and they're watching these men are turning up. They partying, they probably, I don't know how they cooked back then, but they probably got, I'm imagining big turkey legs and there's a bunch of drunks running around eating and, you know, just, just, they just, they just have, they just got all this spoil and they're celebrating. For them, it's a celebratory time. But David now has eyes on the men that got his stuff. And so um, verse 17, it says, then David attacked them. From twilight until the evening of the next day, not a man of them escaped except for 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. And so verse 18, just like the Lord promised David. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away and David rescued his two wives and nothing of theirs was lacking either small or great sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. Something else I want to point out to us about coming back to the Lord. Oftentimes when people are away from God, they come back. There's there's loss involved with being away from the Lord. It may be loss of time. It may be the loss of, you know, whatever it is that God had called you to do that you're not doing in that season of time. But something that we see in scripture is that God has a way of restoring. 
Um, I think one of the, 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 the greatest works of God is salvation. One of the, I would say the second greatest work is God is he's a wonderful about restoring. And God will restore things that were lost in seasons away from God and periods where things weren't being done right. God is a way of restoring. And what he does for David here, we're going to see in a little bit, he doesn't just restore everything they lost. They get everything that they lost and some. And I'm thinking, what did David do to deserve a reward right now? Everybody think that through with me. What has David done to deserve a reward or a blessing from the Lord? Nothing. They ain't him done anything. This, this is grace. All you did was turn back to God whom you never should have turned away from in the first place. I don't know if that's worthy of a reward, right? Um, you should just be glad he's willing to have you back. This is grace. This is God giving you what you don't deserve. You don't deserve to be able to just come in and out of his life, but he lets you. You don't deserve to, to get your stuff back, but he's going to let him. And he's going to bless him even beyond that. And again, I just want to point out to us, for all the reasons that people would run from the Lord, some people run from the Lord because they've sinned and they've messed up and they think, they, some people think God is like the boogeyman. You know, uh, someone has said it, it's, 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 it's God the Father, not the Godfather. You know, um, that God is, you, you can come back to the Lord. And um, we have to be better about inviting people back. Sometimes Christians uh, can be the ones to push people away, you know, um, trying to, you know, just wanting to scare people and, and, and everything. It's like God is God's the Bible says it's the goodness of God that brings us to repentance. Right now, some are saved by fire. That's not a bad thing, but it is the goodness of God. Oftentimes, sometimes it's the grace of God. Just the fact that God is good when we're bad, that will cause a person to come on back to the Lord. And so sometimes as believers, we're, we're witnessing the people and, and, you know, you might just want to just show God's goodness to them. Let, let them experience the goodness of the Lord through you over time, because the goodness of God has a way about softening our hearts. I found this in my life. There are times where I know I don't deserve and then God blesses me. You know what it does? It breaks my heart. I'm like, man, God, you're so good. And I'm I just want to be better. Right. It doesn't make me want to sin more. It doesn't make me say, I messed up and I still got blessed. I'm going to mess up some more. It doesn't do that. When I've messed up and I know I'm, I'm not where I need to be and God just blesses, it, it breaks me. It's like, God, I, I, I need, I want to be better. Here's, you, you are so good no matter what. I just want to be a better son. I want to be a better believer. I want to be a better Christian. And so we need to remember this about the Lord for ourselves and for those that we're trying to reach, Right. Uh, sometimes this part of who God is, is not proclaimed enough. Um, and so people that don't know God, they don't know God like we do. Um, if we misrepresent them, they are people that get left with the impression that they can't just come. You know, you hear people say things like, nah, if I, if I walk into that church, the walls are cave in on me. That's not how it works, buddy. As a matter of fact, you walk in the church and get right. The Bible says the angels will rejoice. There'll be a celebration. You think if you walk in, God's going to just incinerate you. And God's like, that's not what he would do. Um, so we want to be careful about how we present the Lord. God is merciful and gracious. Even the God of the Old Testament is merciful and gracious. Amen. And so, again, David comes back, you know, he cries out. God listens. He prays. God hears. Um, he asks. God responds and he goes and God delivers. Now they, they, they get all their stuff back. They recovered all. Verse 20. Then David took all the flocks and herds which they had driven before the other livestock 
and said, this is David's spoil. So in addition to getting their stuff back, because remember, they, the, the Egyptians said they, we, we raided, we, we burned Ziglag, but we had been raiding the area of the Philistines too. We, we've, been, we've been cleaning up. And so David got all their stuff, but now he got other stuff. And David said, this is mine. I'm claiming this. Um, he claimed this as his spoil. And I like what David does. There's a little bit of a, 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 a issue with his guys. Remember the 200 guys that stayed back and 400 guys went and fought? There's going to be a little bit of an issue but, but between the, the 400 and the 200. Did the 200 that stayed back deserve anything? They didn't go. They were too tired, fat, whatever it was to go. The 200 that stayed back, do they deserve anything? 400 went. Do they deserve it? The 200 stayed back. Do they deserve any? Oh, come with me. This is good. Verse 21. Now David came to the 200 men who had been so weary that they could not follow David, whom they also made stay at the brook Besor. So they went out to meet David and to meet the people who were with them. And David came near to the people and he greeted them. So David comes back to the 200 that were waiting there and they see him coming back. They know that it's a victory. Um, so David comes back. They see him. He sees them. Verse 22. Then all the wicked and worthless men of those who went with David answered and said, because they did not go with us, we will not give them any of the spoil that we have recovered except for every man's wife and children that they may lead them away and depart. So, and I want you to get this, all the wicked and worthless men said they can't have none. They don't, they don't get none. Y'all, I'm a, y'all get y'all wives and kids and it is y'all depart. Y'all get on up out of here since y'all didn't come. That's what the wicked and worthless men said. And I want you, that's, that's just the way of the world. The, the wicked and worthless, these men, these are some carnal men that are in David's army. They're like, nah, we went up, we was out there. And I understand it from a, if, if I go work, right? I've been, I worked, I mean, I went out there, I put my life on the line and you was over here kicking back on the cooler, I, you know, and, and normal things. I don't think you deserve it neither. But the kingdom is different. The kingdom of God is not like the world. And David is going to lay out a principle here that we need to know as believers. Look at what it says in verse 20. Uh, three. But David said, my brethren, you shall not do so with what the Lord has given us. Who gave it to us? Don't forget that. They think they went and got it. David said, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. We, you will not do this with what the Lord has given us, who has preserved us, kept us alive and delivered into our hands the troop that came against us. For who will heed you in this matter? But as is, but as his part is who goes down to the battle, so his part, um, so shall his part be who stays with the, by the supplies. They shall be alike. David says, look, this, you guys, that's not, that's not going down here. He says, the, those that stay back with the supplies get the same reward of those that go up and do the battle. Right? And David said, why? Because God gave this to us. David knows right now he's living on grace. And when you're a recipient of grace, you should be a gracious individual. Amen. Sometimes Christians who have received everything that we have by grace. I don't know what, how I don't know how it happens. I don't know what happens in our heads. But somehow believers that have everything you have is by grace, unmerited favor of God's goodness upon your life. But then we be harsh to other people like we earned it, like we deserve what we got. 
And sometimes we need to all be reminded that everything I am is is the grace of God. Everything I have is because God is gracious. Everything I'm being gifted to do is because of God's grace. Your spiritual gifts are literally a grace from God. You haven't earned it. You didn't work for it. You ain't. God says grace. Boom, I gave you that gift. Grace, boom, gave me that gift. My gifts don't make me anything. They're just grace, right? This God said, I graced you with this. I graced her with that. I graced him with this. The grace of God doesn't make you anything. We want to be good. I think believers have to be reminded of this, that everything that we have is our salvation is a work of grace. God's goodness is grace in our life. If you've grown in the Lord and you've overcome sin, the grace of God in your life, God's empowered you. God's enabled you. God's been patient with you. And so now as we interact with non-believers and new believers, we should be a gracious people, right? We should be a people that know, man, I I know I don't deserve what I got, Um, but I know a God that gives people what they don't deserve, grace. Um, that's, 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 that's how we should be ministering to other people. And so these wicked and worthless men, they don't, they, it's no fault of their own. They don't know, they don't know the Lord yet. Right. But David is the leader and David knows the Lord and David said, no, that's not how we doing it guys. Um, those that go to the battle and those that stay back are going to be just the same. I see this principle of the ministry in this way. Um, when you think about missions, sometimes there are people that are going to go to the mission field. There are other people that can't go. Right. But they're going to support. They're going to give. They're going to be back praying. Um, you know, I believe that they get the same reward. I believe that I believe that those that are back that enabled someone to go and the person that got on the plane and went, uh, I believe that they, we, we, they all work together just differently. This person gave money that you didn't have so you could go. You had the time and the opportunity. So you went. We all worked together. Um, and so we want to be careful about that in the body of Christ that. Um, some people go and do. Some people enable people to go and do. We're all a part of this together. Uh, I remember there were times where we had, um, I forget, it was when we were, when we first got in this building, we would do some days, we would go walking around and we had a few people that were, would stay back here and they would just stay here to watch the stuff. We had water out and stuff for when we got back. There'd be groups that would go. They'd be, they'd be stay back here and just pray. And I thought they're just as much a part as the people that are walking door to door. Some of our, our, our senior saints would hang back here and just care for things. Um, I think God is glorified in both. And so uh, as, as a body, we want to remember that it's, it's a team effort. Everybody plays a part. Just make sure you're playing a part. Amen. Make sure you find some way that somehow you're a part of what God is doing. And so, um, again, David makes sure that everybody is going to share in this um, because and I, I think the key phrase here is says, you shall not do so with what the Lord has given us. And then David shows us something else. Right. He doesn't just share with those 600. Uh, we're going to see from here everywhere that David has traveled. You know, David has been rolling through different areas. He's been wandering here and wandering there and traveling here. He's going to go back to all the places where he traveled through and bless the people. Uh, look at look at what it says now in verse 25. So it was made from that day forward. Um, so it was from that day forward. He made it a statute and an ordinance for Israel to this day. Now, when David came to Ziglag, he sent some of the spoil to the elders of Judah, to his friends, saying, here is a present for you from the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. To those who were in Bethel, to those who were in Remoth of the south, to those who were in Jatir, to to those who were in Aror, to those who were in Sipmoth, to those who were in Eshtemah, to those who were in Rakal, to those who were in the cities of Jeremiahites, y'all saw it, 
those who are in the city of the Kenites, to those who are uh, in Horma, those who are in Korshan, uh, and those who are in Athach, those who are in Hebron, and to all the places where David himself and his men were accustomed to rove. And I thought this was great, um, that David, you would just see that, I, I think as David is coming back to the Lord and getting things right with the Lord, he's remind, David is experiencing the grace of God afresh. He stops these worthless and wicked men from withholding a blessing from the 200 that stayed back and couldn't go. Um, rather than let it be a bummer for them, they got blessed to it. And David went about just generously sharing with those other groups, people that he had just wandered through their area. Wandered, he just, hey, here's a gift to you from the Lord, um, from, from, the, from the enemies of our Lord, from all that God has given us. And I, I think that David's a great example here in someone that has come back around spiritually, experienced the grace of God. Now he's also, the grace of God flowed to him but now it's flowing through him. They didn't deserve it either. And David's like, man, everything I got, I don't deserve. I'm just giving it away. That's what the gospel should be like for us. I get it. I don't, under, I don't deserve it. Man, I got to just give it away. The goodness of God in my life, the grace of God in my life. When we get that, we should be just giving it away everywhere that we go. Amen. David is freely given that which he has received from the Lord. He is freely just giving it out. I want you to be blessed here, 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 here. And I, I think it's a perfect picture of what it looks like, you know, when a, when a man, when a woman is touched by the grace of God, knows that I, I don't deserve, but I'm, I'm, I've received something I don't deserve. I, I, I want other people to experience that. Anybody ever been just, you've been blessed and you just want to see other people? Um, my wife will tell you, I, I love to see somebody get a surprise. Um, a good surprise. You know, I like, I like, I like those kind of things. You know, I love it if somebody is, you know, I, 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 you see these videos and someone dad is retired and they bought him a brand new truck and it's like, you know, and he comes out and he, he cries. And I'm like that, that kind of stuff just does my heart. So I, I love it. I love to see people just be blessed, just grace being given to other people. And so um, I'm a recipient of the grace of God. I want to be a, a, a conduit through whom God's grace flows. So a couple things, and we're going to wrap this up. I believe here, David returns. He comes back to the Lord. And I want you to note a few things and we're going to, we'll be, we'll be done. Coming back to God. What did David have to do to come back to God? Just come back, right? Just turn. He had been going the wrong way, a long way, but when he turned, that was it. It's to turn. And so what do you need to do to come back to God? You turn back to the Lord. Turn back to God in prayer. Turn back to God in your behavior. Turn back from whatever you've been doing in rebellion and just turn back to the Lord. It's that simple. It's that simple for you. It's that simple for the people that we know and love that are not with the Lord right now that they can just turn. Part of what, it, what do I do? What do, what do I begin to do when I turn back to God? What do I do when I turn? Pray. Pray. Pray and obey what he tells you. That's what David did. David turned back to God. The first thing he did was pray. God listened. God heard, God responded, and David did what God told him to do. That's, that's that pattern of life. For whenever David's life was going well, that was a pattern that David was inquiring of the Lord and then doing what God said to do. This bad season of his life was a season where he wasn't inquiring of God. He was talking to himself and doing what he thought himself and got himself in all kind of trouble. And the scripture tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. 
And so we're forbidden from thinking of thinking to ourselves and doing what we think. We want to acknowledge God in everything that we do. And so uh, another thing, as David turned to the Lord, he prayed to the Lord. God spoke back to him. He did what God said do. Um, we also see that something that something David has done before as he is receiving grace. He's also given out the grace. The 200 men that stayed back didn't earn it. Right. But David realized he didn't earn it either. This is God. God granted us this victory. This victory is not on my tough. This, I didn't get this victory because I'm a tough warrior. God granted us victory today. That's what David is acknowledging. And so the 200 that stayed back, they deserve it just like he deserved it because it was it was grace to him. It'll be grace to them. If, if you're turned back to the Lord, if you're walking with the Lord and you know that it's according to grace. I just want to encourage us tonight that we be a gracious people. Be gracious to other people. Be a good witness to others of God's grace. And then lastly, as David was not just a recipient, but he became, it seemed like it just started to overflow. He was like, I'm giving to everybody, right? David just wanted the goodness to just, not just to us, I'm throwing, I'm, going, I'm, I'm making some extra trips to some extra folks that I want to just bless. I want them to experience the grace of God too. I pray that that would be the case for us, that we wouldn't just be recipients of God's grace that we wouldn't just meet it out a little bit, that we would just go. We would, we would run with the grace of God. We would give it out as far and wide as we can. Amen. And so I'm glad that we finally hit the point. I was getting, it was, it was starting to labor me to, to, to be like, it was another chapter of David jacking up and ruining it. But, but now, you know, things, things will move in a, in a new direction for David. And so last thing I would just encourage us, if there's anybody listening, watching, listening later, that at the time you're listening to this, you are not right with God. What should you do? You should turn to the Lord in prayer. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Um, simple thing, you want to confess your sins. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if you confess your sins to God, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. It says in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13, he who covers his sins will not prosper, will not be blessed in what he does. But whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. As you confess your sin and turn from it, God says, I'll be right there. Mercy upon you. And so anybody that's not right, that's what you do. You turn from your sin, you turn to the Lord and God says, I'll, I'll be merciful to you. Confess your sins. He'll wash you and cleanse you and you can get started back with the Lord once again. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that the road back to you is clear. And uh, God, we're all invited. God, we thank you that you're a merciful and gracious God as we've watched David do well and we watched David do terrible uh, for, for some chapters now. And um, true to who you are, God, as soon as he turned back to you, you heard him, you received him, you spoke to him. And God, you were gracious to him. God, I pray for any that may be watching or listening or hearing this that need to return to you, need to come back. God, I pray that they would just be drawn to you. Your word does tell us, God, that it's the goodness of God that brings us to repentance. So, God, I pray if there are any that need to be, just need to return, need to come back. I pray, God, they would in boldness, they would come to you. Your word tells us in Hebrews that we can come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Thank you, Lord, that the invitation to come back to you is always open. 
Lord, I pray that those that need to would come boldly. Those that have been recipients of your grace, God, may we be gracious as you have been gracious to us. Help us to be good witnesses of all that you are and have been, Lord. We pray, we thank you for this time. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. You've just heard a transforming word brought to you by Pastor Bill Buffington. First Samuel is where we've been reading, and there's so much to take away from this book. Did you realize that many of the Psalms were written during the time that these events were happening? For much of this book, David was running from Saul. Wouldn't it be strange to be an arch enemy of your best friend's dad? Even though you didn't do anything deserving of death, you feel like a fugitive. And somehow, you found yourself in this situation where you're running for your life. This was much of David's existence in the book of 1 Samuel. He was doing great things, but King Saul was jealous of him and felt threatened by him. So he wanted to remove David completely from the upcoming kingship of Israel. Do you feel like you're on the run, undeserving of the circumstances you're in? Or are you on the other side, feeling jealous and insecure about another person, looking for their downfall? In either case, these two men needed God's help. One chose to rely on God, and the other turned away. Which direction will you choose? If you like the message you just heard, we're so glad. You'll find more solid teachings like this one from Pastor Bill Buffington at calvaryinglewood.org. Will you prayerfully consider spreading the good news with us? If this interests you, you can find the Give tab on our website. Don't forget, that's calvaryinglewood.org. This ministry is an outpouring of Calvary Chapel Inglewood. Thanks for listening today to A Transforming Word.